Good morning, airheads. It's actually not morning for me right now. Um, it is actually 10.30 on Thursday, but you guys are hearing this on a Friday, so that's exciting. Apologize for the singing. Just so excited to be with you all today. Oh yeah, so excited. Anyways, um, it's Friday, you know what that means. Another lib recap. I can't believe I've been carrying this out this long. I'm really sorry. This show came out a month ago, but I had so many thoughts about this season that I, I couldn't just fit it in into like one combined episode, if you know what I'm saying. So maybe I'll do that next year or not next year. I'm pretty sure the very next season of Love is Blind is coming out this year. I think they're filming it in Dallas. So I guess you have that to look forward to. I'm not going to drag it out as long as I (laughs) dragged this out. So my bad, super sorry, but we're picking up where we left things off and that was with episode six. So now we're on episode seven um, called A Family Affair. Now, this is, we left off, basically they were at the group event and Shane had revealed to Natalie all the shitty things that Shana had said to him, as he should have if he kept that to himself. I can only imagine where they'd be at today. I thought that was very wise of him. Um, wise isn't usually the word I'd use to describe Shane, but I'm using it now. <laughs> um, Of course, Natalie was, like, super calm about it, which is insane, because if that were me, I'd be, like, that fucking bitch, and I would be pulling out my shovel, I'd be digging a hole somewhere, and, you know, I watch a lot of Criminal Minds, I watch a lot of Law & Order, I solely read true crime books and solely listen to, not solely, but I mostly listen to true crime podcasts, so I'd be like, yeah, she'd be gone from this earth, um, say goodbye to Chicago, say goodbye to life. <laughs> that's not a threat. That is not a threat. But you know what I mean? Like, that's just so shitty, and it kind of just seems that, I mean, I don't, I think that Shayna really does like Shane, and they did have a connection, like, that much we saw, although it mostly seemed sexual, coming from our child of Jesus, Shayna, but she could just be projecting because of how shitty her experience went. Who the fuck knows? Either way, it was just, it was tragic. Um, but Shayna, she's just a whole ass, um, situation, and I'm really, you know, impressed with the way that Natalie was just not even compartmentalized, but she was able to be like, you know what? That's Shayna. She doesn't know shit about my relationship with Shane. So why would I listen to her? Like, why would I even give this more time than it needs to? And she really just moved on. And I was really impressed by that. It just goes to show, like, her maturity in comparison to, you know, in general. But uh, we're still continuing th- this episode with the couples kind of seeing how the others live, um, their places, the whole shebang. So, finally, we get to see Nick's condo apartment. I don't know what it is. I'm pretty sure it's a condo. Either way, I really like it, and it makes sense. I mean, he's, like, what, 32, 35? I don't, I don't even know. Um, for that 
it, it's actually a pretty nice place. It's clean. Um, we saw his cute little golden doodle puppy. And of course, like any relationship, like Danielle has a few concerns. Like, where the fuck is she going to put her, all of her clothes? That, of course, as I've expressed, is a major concern of mine. I resonate with that thoroughly. And then, of course, she's a little bit worried about her rock band setup. She's, you know, understandably. I mean, that's that's a need. That's a must. And she's like, where the fuck am I going to put my rocking out shit? And, of course, Nick is like, I really don't want people walking in and the first thing they're seeing to be your drum set. I also understand that. Um, she's living her best life. She is a child at heart. I respect that so much. But um, his apartment is definitely not the place where you'd be like, yes, I can totally imagine a rock band guitar being out in the open. So big yikes there. Um, They definitely have differences in general. And I think those are coming out with their apartment. And um, then we go to Danielle's apartment. So that was a good switch up. Um, it there's definitely a big contrast um, in their apartments, um, and I think Nick was kind of noticing red flags. He's like, "You guys break tables." I don't even know what that was about. I'm right in my twenties. I'm 22, and I'm I'm not breaking tables. So I, I don't know what the fuck Danielle is getting into. But she, I guess she's breaking some tables. Um, I loved, though, I have to say, even though they were arguing for a portion of it, when they both put on the costumes, like, I think she was wearing a hot dog costume and he was a court on the cob. It was so funny. I, <laughs> I was so obsessed with it. I was like, this is so cute. And this is so weird, which is why it was so cute. I was like, this is unique. This is fun. I'm really, I'm still holding out for them. Not sure if that's going to come to fruition, but I'm still holding out for them, okay? Then Mallory goes to see Sal's place, and he has a roommate. Um, the roommate seems very friendly. The ap- apartment, though, is just... Uh, uh. Um, and the biggest uh, of that scene, of like that part of that episode, was when they both sit down together and they serenade her. That is just not my cup of tea. I don't know if it's your guys's. If it is, I'm, I am silently judging you. I just, I don't, I don't get it. I don't like it. I don't care for it. It's horrifying. I would cry, vomit, throw up the whole shipping. Um, yeah. And it brought her to tears. And I don't know. If it were me, I might be in tears too, but for a totally entirely different reason. So I was like, this is, just a big yikes to me but it seems like she really is falling for sal like more and more which i guess is a good thing no i mean it obviously is a good thing but this i just like oh my god the serenading just it gets me every fucking time um then we move over to deep d and shake um and they're visiting shake's apartment now i was shocked at how nice shake's apartment was i thought the views were incredible thought the furniture was really well done it was well furnished well decorated his room was kind of weird but it is all black too and i'm not a huge fan of leather couches i don't know if that's just me i know that's more of a guy thing um but deep Dee, she's so colorful like she wears so much colorful things she has such a colorful personality if that were me walking into like an all black white furniture vibe 
I, I'd be like, I need to add something. Like we need to work on this. So that's kind of what I gathered from that. Um, but overall I was, I was really shocked at how nice it was. I was like, oh, okay. And then we're continuing the family meet and greets, of course, because that's essential to marry someone I feel like is to meet their family. So, um, it's still stinging for Sal that about the, the whole conversation about, you know, Jarrett and Mallory with the ring that still stings for him. And it should, because that is that whole, it was horrifying. That whole conversation was horrifying, but, um, Jarrett, it really seems like he has entirely moved on from Mallory. She's not a thought for him. Um, it is a thought for Ayana, of course, but like he hasn't been thinking about it. It really just seems like his entire focus, like his world is Ayana. And I thought this was so touching to me and I'm not a person that is easily moved by things, but he was bringing Ayana home to his dad and stepmom and you know, they got his parents' blessing, and his dad even asked to be the officiant of the wedding, which was so sweet and so unique, and I just thought it was so meaningful, and they all cried, and it was just, it was a very, very touching conversation. Like, he was crying, they were all crying, I was crying, I was just like, oh my god. Um, and I think Ayana could really start to envision herself within this family. And it really is solidifying their bond for each other. Like, she's really understanding, like, yeah, we've been through some rough patches, like, with the whole thing with Mal. But now that I'm here, now that, now that I'm further along in this, I could see myself being with Jarrett. And I could see myself being with his family. And I, it, I think it really made all the difference to her in all honesty. And it was just, it was so, so sweet. And then we move over to Danielle and Nick and they're going to Nick's mom's house. Yeah. So Nick even states that his family like gives him anxiety. Um, that kind of is a red flag in a sense, just cause like your family should really be a safe space. And I know that it isn't for a lot of people, but like as someone coming into someone's home, I'd be like, that would kind of freak me out. Cause I'm like, okay, first of all, I'm, I'm a very anxious person. And if you're saying that I'm already becoming anxious about the anxiety that you're having, it's like a whole thing. Um, I really, what I got, it was kind of a, it was a strange meeting. Like they never even went inside the house. They just sat outside. Um, and it was just very, they just seem very unaffectionate. Like they don't really seem that at really that all interested. They obviously have reservations as any parents probably would. Um, it was his mom and his sister and, you know, they're really working on trying to show them like how great the relationship is, how confident they are within each other. I thought Danielle like did phenomenally explaining how the process works, how they fell for each other, why they fell for each other, why she sees this working. If I was on the receiving end of that conversation, I'd be like, you know, I could see you with my son. Like you seem really, you both seem really happy, but the mom just wasn't going for it. And neither really was the sister. And I could see why they'd be skeptical. I mean, let's just list out every fucking argument that Danielle and Nick have ever had in the fucking seven episodes that I've done so far. But 
you, um, you know, at one point, the sister even says, like, you're one of the only girlfriends that Nick has ever brought home. And that just goes to show the seriousness. So, I'm like, I feel like they should just be taking this more serious, the mom and the sister. Um, but I can definitely see that Nick may have some, like, deep-held compartmentalizing or insecurity issues about his parents' divorce. And I think the the mom projects that or has projected that in the past. I don't know. Either way, this family is just a walking, talking struggle. And I really feel for Nick. And I really feel for Danielle because being thrown into that situation, I could see being beyond uncomfortable. So that was very interesting and very very strange. I don't know if anyone else got that sense. I think everyone did. I was watching it with my sister and my roommate, and we were all like, what the fuck is this episode? His mom made me very uncomfortable, and I feel weird. I feel bad saying that. I do. I do. I feel bad saying that. Um, it was just, yeah, it was unfortunate, and I think they also have an age difference, too. Like, she's in her 20s, and you know, her friends are breaking tables and his friends are breaking hips. So, <laughs> I think that his his family definitely had more reservations than most. And then we move on to Shake bringing Deep D home to meet his family. And he's an only child. No shocker there. He definitely has only child syndrome. It's all over. Um, he, the biggest takeaway, honestly, from this, because it, it was kind of uninteresting besides this takeaway... Um, in a private conversation with Shake and his mom, he divulges that Deep D is basically like perfect. Like she's phenomenal, and the mom knows that. Like she she already met Deep D. She's like, wow, this girl is amazing. This girl's great. And then he goes, I'm, you know, I'm still. It's still difficult to like connect to her on a physical level. And you know, he he admits that he's like lacking this attraction to her. But he's, like, willing to overlook it, and he, you know, still sees a whole wedding with her. And Shake's mom, to everyone's surprise, not that she's a bad person, it's just, like, how did you raise Shake and this is happening? Um, wow. All I can say is she was, like, you are wasting her time, basically. Like, she was in total disagreement with Shake. She was like, Deepthi's a phenomenal woman, a phenomenal girl, and if he can't love her with everything he has, if he can't accept her for who she is, and if he, it's not just a willing to overlook it, like, he shouldn't even be thinking of that. I think she said, like, if you even love her half a percent less, you need to do the right thing and not be with her so that she can be with someone who will give her everything. And that was so respectful because most mothers and mothers-in-law are, they're all about their son. They could care less about the other person. Like, if she's great, she's great, then they're great. But, like, if they don't see anything wrong in their son, she totally did. She was like, you're fucked up for even saying that. I mean, she didn't say that, but that's essentially what she was saying. And that makes me happy that someone's on, like, she's even on Deep D's side. Like, that's how bad it is. Like, she knows her son that well that she's like, yeah, you're crazy. So, I thought that was interesting. What was also interesting was the meet and greet between Sal and Mal and Sal's sister. <laughs> also, her sister, 
oh my gosh, the sister was just talking away, blabbing about, like, give the man a chance to respond to your fucking gazillion questions that I know and understandably that you have, but also, like, can you shut up for five seconds? Jesus. I mean, she was such an interrupter. I can't stand it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves when people constantly interrupt you. And then she'd be like, yeah, it's serious. Like, this this is serious. And it's like, I think they know that. I, I guess it's good that she was challenging them because, yeah, the process is weird and it's obviously rushed. That's all understandable. But she just would not shut the fuck up. Would not. And I don't know. Tiffany, she just, she was not feeling it not feeling it at all um you know she she, tiffany's like what about your finances what about blah 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 blah." and um at the end of course sal's like can i you know have have your blessing and she goes honestly no and i was like um and she said that she couldn't because she like barely knows him and i and i get that and i i understand that but it's like, give, you didn't even give him a chance to speak. Had you done so, maybe you would have gotten to know him. You know, I, I thought that was so silly. And that was that was basically all my takeaways from that. And then we have Natalie's parents meeting Shane. Now, Natalie, for someone being so thoughtful and so smart and so wise and so great... She neglected to tell her parents anything before they came over. So she threw that all on them. She was like, oh, yeah, like, I have a fiancé, and by the way, you're going to meet him in a few minutes. Like, you should be walking through the door any minute now. She did not give her poor mother or father, but really her mother, any opportunity to collect herself, to think, to understand. She didn't and i thought that that was very ungraceful of her and i thought that was mean i was like your poor parents have no idea what they're getting into they're concerned they're concerned for you they're like what the fuck is happening it was it was it was a lot and i can only imagine how overwhelming that would be and i say her mom because her dad is like the sweetest cutest human being ever and he really just he, he was trying to calm the wife down. He was like, we, you know, we should trust our daughter. She's so smart and everything. And they should. Like, Natalie is very smart. Although I sometimes question it because she did choose Shane, but we'll look past that for the moment. And he, he's saying, just let's just hear her out. Let's give this a chance. And her poor mom is hyperventilating about to nearly have a heart attack because this was all thrown on her. So crazily and it and it was it was it was really thrown on her and prior to meeting her parents she's telling Shane she's like oh just act yourself and it's like ooh maybe do anything but that maybe actually don't act yourself it's just my thought um you know Natalie she quickly explains the process in the pod she's flashing her ring all she's just all of a sudden revealing this to her parents and they can't even take a fucking breather it's 
insane and I don't blame Natalie's mom for like not wanting to acknowledge it or deal with it or understand it because she's so emotionally turned at that very moment and her father is surprisingly very understanding and almost excited but my heart just broke for Natalie's mom it really did um and it's almost like is she gonna have to say no because of her parents which almost makes me think that that's why she waited to tell her parents was because she knew that they would react this way and wouldn't get over it i don't know either way everyone's freaking the fuck out natalie's trying to calm them down her dad's trying to calm her down and shane walks through the door so there's really no time to calm down it's all happening it's all happening right now and then that was it that was the end of the episode so you guys will have to come back next week next friday i know this was a short episode although you guys will probably appreciate it because who wants to hear me talk for 30 minutes i sure don't in fact i i won't i refuse to listen to this back gives me anxiety i hate hearing myself talk but yeah pretty wild i wouldn't say as jam-packed I had more compartmentalized enunciation is key, folks. Uh, Thinking with this episode, I was just moving through it, getting what I needed to gather, and moving on. So that was that, and I hope you guys had the same thoughts I did. And if you didn't, you're wrong. Point blank, period. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, I'll talk to you guys next Friday, maybe even next Thursday. We'll see. I always tend to say that, and then I always have shit coming my way. My schedule's busy these days, which is a good thing. Um, I hope you guys have had a good week. I hope you guys have a good weekend. And until then, it's Ginger Spice and Eh, 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 Nice. All right, see you guys later. Bye.